0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Fresh cut grass. I'm back in my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson. I'm your host Dave Johnson. Glad to have you with me tonight. Uh, we got some good things to talk about, and I uh, have a couple guests coming on the show as well. Uh, Mr. Terry McGriff, co-owner of the North Florida Pumas, he will be joining me tonight, and a little later on, uh, Miss Lynn Ellington, co-owner of the Dallas Elite, will also uh, be joining us tonight. Um, you know, the regular season is just about over. And um, that means everybody that is going to the playoffs are are getting ready for them to start and uh you know, the playoffs and postseason that's always a uh extra fun time for these women and uh as it should be and, and you know, they they work hard. These teams put in a lot of work, do a lot of travel. Um yeah. they they should give it uh, an opportunity to uh play in the playoffs for um a championship. I'm I'm all for it. Uh, the more that uh, you know, we can have for these young ladies and uh, it's the better better off we'll be. You know, the sport is uh, is growing and, and that's a good thing. And um uh, I'm doing everything I can to um keep that growth going. I know it's tough. Uh, one person can't do it all and and actually, uh, I'm not trying to do it all, just trying to be part of it to help it and uh, really, uh, you know, do everything I can. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing a lot of these teams, uh, see how everything folds out and uh, works um, for the postseason. You know, the the USWFL, we have some really, really good teams in this league. Um, I know... I say it each week, but I'm telling you, these games are, are, uh, it's unbelievable how, how good these games are. People don't realize that, um, these games are, um, closer than ever. You know, uh, I know just this week the, um, Capital City Savages beat us, uh, up there in Lansing, Michigan. Um, 30 to 24, I believe is what the score was. And, uh, you know, it it was a great game. Um, The refing was was about the worst that I ever seen. And uh, I can tell you this, that's not what cost us the game at all. And I would never, ever uh, say that a game, that the refs cost us a game, but they sure handed our opportunities. I will say that. Um, I not only – thought that they were terrible. They were terrible the week before when I watched the Savages play Detroit. Um, it, it's unbelievable, people. I'm, I'm telling you, we got to do something about these refs, and I'll, I'll promise you this. We, we're going to be working on that for the USWFL. It's, it's just terrible. I don't I uh, was mad about it and it's about seven hundred miles from there to the Tri Cities and um we had to go out a little route a little bit for work and, and I got to brew about it for two days. And uh, I got home on uh, Monday morning and watched the film and it was just as bad as, as what I expected it. And uh, I'm I'm telling you, it, it's terrible. Uh, these teams, are, they deserve better. It, you know, it's worse that it happened to us because uh, we own the league, and I know people want to probably uh, say things, that you know, uh, just that, and this and that and the other, but I'm telling you, anybody that wants to see the film, I'll be glad to send it to you. It's terrible. Um, they actually give them four timeouts it's on film. We got it. So it's terrible. Nobody's going have to go through it. Um, it was a good, close game. Let the players decide it. Don't let the refs uh, dictate what happens. And, uh, you know, it happens everywhere. I know it does. It's just the fact that these, just what I said earlier, these girls work hard. They deserve better. Uh, they deserve an opportunity to play. And, uh, you know, fire, it's bad enough that. Uh, you know, home field advantage is just what it is, home field advantage. And, uh, you know, I feel it's bad enough that teams have to travel that far, uh, to play the, uh, play on somebody's home field. The announcer, he's doing uh, everything he can. He's trying to help the rest decide what college or what and this, that, and other. And then they got people on the sidelines that work in the chains that are wearing jerseys and they're hollering out when we're going to run a play and they're hollering and telling them what we're going to run and they're texting on their phone or video. It's terrible, folks. And I promise you, we're we're going to do something to stop it. I can assure you that. I'm I'm not a fan of that at all. It's happened to us before, and uh, no team should have to put up with that. Uh, if you're, if you're uh, working the change on a, a visiting side, even though you're for that team, you should keep your mouth shut. Um, so it's uh, it's terrible. Uh, we're getting into the uh, end of. The I can assure you one thing: that ref and crew will not be refs any more games. In the USWFL, if they do, the uh, Capital City Savages are not going to like what happens. I can promise you that. So they were terrible. Nobody should have to go through with it. i seen it the week before on film uh, against Detroit. Of course, you ain't at the game, and you can't really tell exactly what all happened. But they uh, they got hosed, too. So, um Folks, you're out there hosting these games. Get some good rest for these girls to uh, get a fair shot. It don't matter. I mean, what, how do you, you know what, you're going you to win the game, win it, win it the way you should win it, straight up, fair and square. You don't have to have uh, anybody um, helping you out. If you're that good, you don't need it. And uh, it just takes away from uh, the way um, the way the game goes, the way the sport goes, you know, uh, these teams, they lose credibility by that stuff. I'm telling you right now, they lost all credibility with me. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's just the way it is, people. And I, I don't like it, and I'm still ill about it. I'm I'm as ill, you know, we, we beat ourselves. We made all kinds of mistakes. And then we have to uh, fight the refs as well. And, I mean, it's just terrible. So, uh, for everybody out there, if you got a team or you're hosting these games, Do do what's right. Be fair about it. Uh, Nobody wants a nothing gift to them. They just want a fair shake at it. And that's all we can ask from you. Uh, That's that's the one thing about, you know, the NFL – they, uh, even though they, these teams play at home, I guess the NFL is, um, they're paying these refs and they're under one umbrella, so that, that makes it a little different, you know. And it, it does make it more fair. And I, I like the fact that, uh, um, you know, we, uh, we, uh, they get an opportunity to do that versus, versus uh, you know, what what the women go through. You just get probably just get whoever you can get and uh, that's fine. But I I can tell you this. Um I know the last game uh we we had our, our uh, at home I watched a lot of the uh, a lot of the film and uh, those uh um rest I thought didn't do some great a job, and the, and the main guy I go through, I called, told him, I said, "Hey man, these guys didn't do a good job." I, I'm talking about it all the way around. It, it would just, I said, we we need to change up crews. We need to do something. So, but it, be fair, buddy. You're gonna win, win straight up. Uh, that's that's my motto. If, if you're that good. You're going to win anyway. Don't take away from the game uh, by getting refs in there that want to and you in, in uh, every way possible. And uh, I'm a, you know, I sort of tell a what's on my mind, and I told them they were the worst refs I've ever seen. So, uh, I'm not just telling y'all. I told them to their face while I was there. Uh, You know, I'd seen, like I said, I'd seen it the week before, and then they come to me asking me some questions before the game that was suspect. Um, I figured we was in for it. And actually, if you want to know how the game ended, uh, it started with the penalty on us, and it ended with the penalty on us. So, if you can imagine that. There was one second left on the quarter before half. uh, One second left on the scoreboard before half, and uh, they said there was no way we could run a play within the time left that the the clock had ran, so we didn't even get to finish running the play within a minute uh, of the within a second. The final. Uh, second quarter So how, how does that happen If there's a second on the scoreboard How do we not continue to get the run of play You know so There's lots of things That uh, happen uh, I don't understand um, uh, So, But it's okay I, I just want a fair shot I just want everybody else to have a fair shot uh, If they're going to be terrible Be terrible for both teams If you're going to be strict Be strict for both teams If you're going to be good be good for both teams, you know. Somebody watches a game film, they shouldn't be able to tell who the home team is and who the away team is by the refs are so, um, just just call it like this. I just wanted to vent a little bit about it. Um it's been been laying on my chest and mine, uh, couldn't get it off and like I said I there's no I'm not sitting here saying that the the refs uh caused us the the loss and any kind of, I mean, caused us to lose the game, we shouldn't make enough plays to win the game. It's just they hinder your opportunities, and that's what and that's what uh, aggravates me the most. So um, just wanted to be about it a little bit. I guess a lot of you uh, by now have heard that the IWFL is uh, – Don't know the correct word if they collapsed or the demise of them or exactly what it is. I know they are four four teams are going to have some kind of playoff scenario in in, uh, Las Vegas. I believe come I believe it's the third week in July, and uh, so don't exactly know what happened. You know you hear stuff. I'm not a social media person, uh, so I'm not exactly sure what was said. I just uh happened. I just sorta of, um heard a little bit through the grapevine, but uh I'm sure we might find out a little bit more information about it tonight, uh, on the show. Uh maybe somebody's all in that knows a little bit more than I do. Nothing nothing like that ever um When stuff happens like that, it can never be good for the the sport. And, uh, you know, I hate it for those teams that, uh, you know, that signed up, that paid their money, um, had stadiums rented, all that stuff. I hate it for those teams. I hate it for those girls. Um, Nothing can become of that. I don't know what's happened. Um, Like I said, I'm not sure. Uh, it's just, it's it's sad day, really. Not that you know I um, have anything special for against the It's it's just a, a sad situation for the players involved. That you know they can't, they don't get to finish out the season. So um, that 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 doesn't fit well with uh, the whole sport of women's football. So uh, you know everybody first thing everybody wants to do is um, quit a team, start a new team, you know, and start one up here and everywhere they're popping up and uh, people want to start a new league and, and this, that, and that. I'm telling you, we need to figure it out how to um, get these teams together, try to get them on the same page and, um, you know, like I'm selling for today and She'll, she'll, uh, maybe she'll talk to us a little bit about some things tonight, but, uh, we need to, we need to try to eliminate all these brand new teams here and there and try to have, uh, you know, some better serious teams and, uh, have a, a great league for everybody to play in instead of four or five leagues and all that. It's, it's tough. And, uh, you know, everybody, it's tough for everybody, you know, a lot of teams, oh, I don't like the way you do things. Same with WFA. Oh, I don't like the way they do things. It, it is hard. You know, I know that WFA has 60-plus teams or whatever, and I can imagine with the headaches we have with 10 teams, what they go through with that many, and, and the people, everybody wants everything now. Uh, every little thing you do, they want to whine and cry about it. And, um it seems like you can't please everybody. I know that. You just try to please the majority and you got some owners that you know, that think it's the greatest thing since peanut butter and think you do a great job and you got some of them telling you what a shitty job you're doing and uh, you know, so it's tough. And uh, you know, the bottom line is I I look at it like this, is, is you got a you got a team, you need a lead, um for your, that fits your team, and right now I think there's a, a couple of them out there uh, that do um, any about any type team you got. You know, the biggest thing is with a lot of these teams is the travel. You know, and that does create a, a lot of problem with a lot of these smaller teams. They can't travel well, too too far distance. But for me, I'm I'm about parity more than I. Am. Um, I mean, I know we just traveled from uh, Bristol, Tennessee area to Lansing, Michigan. Of course, they've traveled down our way to play, too, as well. they actually been down there twice. They played in the Classic. Um, so, it's – but both my – what I'm getting at is we had an opportunity. We went that far – we had an opportunity to win. They came this far, uh, and they had an opportunity to win. And to me, that that's worth the travel. Uh, when when you tell me, well, hey, you can go play 100 miles, but I'm going to have to play a team three or four times the size of ours, and, uh, you know, you're probably going to get the brake speed off of you. and um, that, That's not worth it. I mean, I don't care how. How less I have to travel if I know I don't have a shot because we're out matched before we go. And uh, so I don't know what the answer is. I, uh, you know, we try to set things up here in this league to um, the distance of travel is uh, not back to back. That way you don't have to. Uh, uh, try to make those trips you know i know like the houston team and the florida team uh they they travel a lot but the, their travel was spread out so they didn't have to uh do it all back to back give them an opportunity to recoup and regroup and and do some things so that's you know that's what that's what we tried to do the best we can i know you know uh a lot of people don't see it that way, and that's fine. And that's why I say, you know, you got to try to get in the uh, uh, in a league that fits yours. And, and uh, we're, uh, we're really working hard to try to give everybody an opportunity. Uh, I think we've got Mr. Terry McGriff on. Are you there?
1: Yes, I am. How you doing today, Coach?
2: I'm doing good, bud. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing good. Just walked away from practice. Stay out there practicing, getting ready for the for the champs this weekend.
2: Hey, I hear that. Hey, y'all uh, y'all going to Washington D.C. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, we're going to play the Prodigies. Yeah. All right. Well, now okay. the
2: then what, bud?
1: They so hope we'll give us a, give a better performance than last game.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was just been talking about the, uh, you know, how good the games have been uh, this year, and for the most part, all the the games have been relative, uh, you know, pretty close.
1: Oh yes, yes, that's one of the great things about our league. I mean, the fact that you know we got so much parity, and the, the teams are, are are well coached. Everybody's done a pretty good job in this league, and it, it reflects in the scores. There's been very few blowouts. And, you know, mostly every team has scored, you know, at least a game. Maybe one team, maybe here or there, didn't get shut out. I think we got shut out once. But everybody pretty much can put up some points and be competitive on a a weekly basis. That's the great thing about our league.
2: Yeah, I I think, you know, for me, and, you know, we talked a lot about it, and uh, I had a conversation with Ellington today about it. Uh, For me, parity is the greatest one of the greatest things in sports. I mean, you know, I, I look at it this way, and I really do. For a team to be like the Cleveland Browns in the NFL is sad because they have the same funds, they have the same opportunity, they have all the same tools at their dispense that the rest of the teams have. There's no way in a in a league that that's they are where everything is equal that they should be that bad.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's really, uh, most people don't understand, it's really, really hard to go 0-16 and, and maybe 1-15, especially in back-to-back years. You, by default, with the players that you bring in, should be able to have at least a one- or two-game improvement. And actually, they probably would have if they hadn't made critical mistakes toward the end of the game. They had games where they had the chance to actually win the games and they just fumbled it away or threw it away, or, you know, something that, that caused them to lose the game. And it's hard to do that, you know. So it's amazing that they're that bad. But the fact that our league doesn't have that, we have everybody's competitive. I mean, even, I think we might have one team that hasn't won a game, but they've been, they've been competitive in every one of their games. They've been like, okay, you, you've not been getting, you know, well, we just had to run the clock on you from the beginning of the game. They played hard and played well the whole game. So we, we, we've done a great job. You guys have done a great job when you all scheduled this to try to make sure that everybody has a competitive schedule where they, they can actually feel like they want to finish the season, play games, have their girls have a chance to feel like they're going to be able to compete and at least enjoy playing. Whether they win or lose, that's totally up to how they play, but at least they had a chance to play, have fun, and could be competitive in the game.
2: Yeah, that's, that's one thing that, you know, I was uh, when we got all these teams together, and um, I actually did a lot of, uh, mock schedules, you know, or trying to set it up here and there. And like I said before, I told everybody before the season started. Listen, some of you may have an easier schedule than others. Some of you may have to travel a little more than others. Some of you may have to have travel a little more and have a tough schedule. And you know that to me, that's just the way it is. When you you got to set it up that you know the best you can for everybody. And luckily. Uh, for us it's you know, as a league it's worked out that, you know, most of most of the games have have been played and most of the games that have been played have been real competitive and um you know, I, I have no doubt that whoever is playing for these championships on uh, July the fourteenth that both games are gonna be great games.
1: Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to hopefully wearing that one of those games. You know, and hopefully that will give the fans their money's worth, you know. Because we know, you know, if Washington's in, they're going to bring it. So we're trying to play Houston again. Hopefully we can get another victory over Houston, you know what I mean, and, and get our, earn our way to that championship and give them another game. This week we're going to measure ourselves and see how we stack up against them again. And then knowing that we'll, if we win our playoff game, we'll have a chance to face them for a uh, the third time. You know, they said it's hard to beat a team three times. We don't wanna test that. <laughs> we don't wanna test that. I think we wanna test beating them twice. You know what I mean? We can get a victory and if we can't, we're hoping we can get a victory in the championship game and play them again. You know what I mean? Right now they're the measuring stick in the league. Them and Hampton Road seem like they're the two top dogs far as record wise and we strive to be on top of this thing, you know. But we're gonna do it the right way. We're gonna make sure that, you know, when we when we play these games it's clean, it's fair and uh when nobody when we finish, everybody can shake hands
2: yeah we that's for sure um you're you're right, both those teams are uh right now um they're the number one seeds on both sides of the division, and uh rightly so the uh matter of fact, the only loss that the Hampton Roads lady Gators have is to the washington prodigy um so I can tell you firsthand, they're a really good team. In in my opinion, they got the division three uh player of the year on their team. Um uh, Deshaun Lee, I believe is her name. She's I don't know exactly how many yards she rushed for, but I, I would say she's gonna finish up with around fifteen hundred, man, and probably I don't know, maybe fifteen touchdowns or maybe even more. And that that's a lot, you know?
1: Well, that's pretty impressive, especially when you think about it. We don't we haven't played ten games, <laughs> fifteen hundred yards in about six to seven games is that's that's record holding type um, uh, season. That's a memorable season at any level. For so you to get a thousand yards is considered the measuring stick at whatever level. But if you get fifteen hundred yards, and especially you didn't do you did it less than less than what seven games right now? What is that? About two hundred fifty yards a game rushing. That's phenomenal.
2: Yeah, and and one game I think uh, that they played us in. I'm not sure. I know she had over a hundred yard rushing and uh, maybe a couple touchdowns. She also had uh, about 15 tackles in one game where we played them. So um, she's she's a really good player. She's got a lot of speed. Uh, they got they got a good team, man. There's no doubt about it uh, that they both the. The Prodigy and the Hampton Roads Lady Gators both have good teams. They're going to host uh, through the playoffs. And, uh, you know, anything can happen, though, folks. That's why we play the game. I mean, actually, uh, the Fayetteville, I don't know what happened at the game. I wasn't there. But Fayetteville, I think, give the Lady Gators a good game this weekend because the store was only like 14 to 10. So you know, I just I just contribute all this to the parody that I keep talking about, and, and I talk to you about and other people about is is I I just believe so much in that because if if we're playing teams with sixty players every week against teams that have fifteen or eighteen players, it, you don't see this kind of parody, and the fact that you see. Teams having an opportunity to win each week and scoring and making these games close, it just makes their program that much better and and uh, you know makes it more exciting for for next year whether they win or, or lose the championship.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think that there's going to be um, a lot of teams that are going to have encouraging seasons when they when they when they go back and look at everything. I know we are. You know, not just because of our record, but the fact of where we came from and then I mean, you got some teams that um that probably were had better records last year and they kind of fell on their on their record off from what they had last year, but they still got a lot to look forward to because I don't think there's anybody in this league that felt like they didn't have a chance to win a game, no matter what game they went into, they had a chance in it. Except maybe against the prodigy, we'll 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 say the prodigy for most for the most because they have more numbers than everybody else. Like you said, they are what they are. But for the most part, you know, like we played Fayetteville last week before we played Houston this week, and the game was competitive the whole way. I think we only won fourteen by fourteen nothing. You know what I mean? But that was the game was in doubt until the fourth quarter. Nobody knew who was going to do. it. And then they went on the road again and played Hampton Roads or did Hampton. Doesn't matter. They played. They played Hampton Roads, another top-tier team, and they were in the game. You know, they, 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 didn't, they didn't win those two games, but it wasn't like they were in there and, and were pancaked. They, they were competitive. So, if anything, I mean, I don't, like, I don't believe in moral victories, but I do, like to see, I do like to see improvement and development and competition. And at least for Fairville, you can say that. I mean, for, for every team in this league, there's, there's nobody in this league that should feel that they didn't have a chance throughout the season to win some games.
2: Yeah, I agree, and I'm I'm not I'm with you on the moral victories, but you know if you're a realist and and you you know do things the uh, the correct way and you want to be honest with yourself, that's a measuring stick as far as I'm concerned. Because for Fayetteville, uh, they they played y'all tough all the way to the end. It's zero zero half. Um, y'all uh, potentially are getting ready to play. For a division two title, and then you turn right around the very next week and go play the best team in in your division to fourteen to ten loss. It, it's not a moral victory, but it is a good measuring stick uh, your program has come. You
1: know. mm-hmm. Now I mean they they have nothing and, to be of in Fayetteville. No, and and
2: you know the right, and I like the fact that you know they. Um, the fact that you you don't get down, you know what I mean? They didn't bring a bunch of numbers when they come and play John. I don't think uh, even playing at home last week, they had a lot of numbers there, but still rose to the cage and and played tough. And actually, that's who we played this week is the Fayetteville team. They're actually coming to us this week. Um, and still, playoff seedings are, are at stake, you know what I mean? Whoever wins that game, is gonna be the uh the third seed. So man, there's hey, there's still a lot of uh playoff scenarios and seeding to be played out. Um I know we you know we've lost four games and um naturally we're one of those teams that you talking about that don't have as good a record this year. Here. But, man, the teams are a lot better this year, all the way around. I mean, even Fayetteville's better this year than they were last year. And, uh, you know, the four games that we've lost, we've had to lead in two of those in the fourth quarter and then lost in overtime. And then the other two, we either had the game tied or, or something, you know. So we've lost four games by a total of 22 points. And, uh, uh, that's five, that's five and a half points a game. And, you know, that's, that's a possession,
1: you know, and, and you so, lost your best player.
2: Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we've lost, you know, from some, some key injuries and stuff. I mean, like everybody, you know, I, I, I'm, I hate to use that and say that, but yeah, we're like everybody. We've lost a lot of, um, players and injuries and stuff like that. But, you know, when you come, when you can set that um at, at teams and schedules and you say, Man, you kidding me that each game is is so close that it comes down to possession? You know, right up until that game in Florida when I was down there and y'all and Fayetteville played, right up until their starting quarterback fumbled the ball and got knocked out of the game, the score was just seven to nothing. You know, mm-hmm. so they were one possession away from tying that game when their quarterback got knocked out of the game. You know, mm-hmm. then last week they went on to, uh, uh, you know, the Hampton Roads Lady Gators and only lost by four, which is at mm-hmm. one possession. You know, when you're playing these games and every single possession means that much, you, you everybody is just right there. It's just two can capitalize the most mm-hmm. and take advantage of it. And uh, mm-hmm. you know they for sure uh, the Hampton Roads Lady Gators have did that this year, and uh, we haven't, man. So I, it's, that's what happens, you know. And that, and and I know as as a league owner, I'm tickled to death with the parody, with the way the league has went, with the way these teams have stepped up. Um, it's like I told you uh, before when I watched film from y'all games last year till till this year, uh, it's unbelievable, the turnaround. And, you know, that only helps us as a whole league get better, you know, to grow is to see every team getting better. And it's a statement out there. If you want to play um, tough football, you better get better. You know, this mm-hmm. this uh, this league ain't no uh, uh, chop Change league. You know, for years, it I think up until we took it over, it's been sort of a a league where the soft and stuff in. And you know, now I'm not saying we have the best teams in the league in the in the women's football. I'm just telling you we have some of the better teams in women's football in our league, and it shows week in and week out.
1: I'll even go a step further. I think we've got. I think we got some of the best teams in, in, in women's football. And if we put an all-star team together of our best 50 against any other league's best 50, I'll take that any time. I think we probably beat the brakes off of any, any of the other leagues that we're playing with our best 50 from all across our league, because of not just because of the players, but because of the people who are coaching. We have excellent coaches in this league. I mean, you're talking about teams that teach these ladies the fundamentals, and these lead ladies play. Like we had, we had a, uh, a friend of mine, he was Malcolm Thomas, a former Syracuse running back, played with Donovan McNabb, played for the Jaguars. He had a great comment when at that segment, And he said, are you sure these guys out here playing? These not guys out here playing? These look like guys in college games. These, these guys have got perfect form, tackles, they're blocking correctly. You can't tell that these are girls. So, and that was the first time he saw women play. So that's, that was a te- testament to all the players and the coaches and how they do and teach these girls and how the girls accept the coaching and how the girls develop and get better as football football players.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, and, you know, a lot of times I, I made this statement today to somebody and, 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 it, and I really believe it and it shouldn't be this way. And I know many of you have talked about it before. Is the, there is I don't know if there's any current players playing right now in the USWFL that have been on the USA women's team, but I'll promise you, and you know yourself, there's players in that that could be on that USA women's team.
1: Oh yeah, there there there's probably just just I'm not going to talk about the games I haven't seen. But the games I've seen, and I'm going to exclude Puma players. I'm not even going to talk about anybody on the Puma. I've seen at least 12 to 15 girls on our schedule alone that could be playing on that team. There's there's tons of talent on there, and I'm sure Capital City and Detroit and uh, I don't think who else did we didn't play. Um, uh, I can't think of any other teams, but there's a couple other teams that we haven't seen and played yet. That I know have excellent players, you know. So I'm sure we got plenty of women on our on, in our league that can play on that team.
2: Yeah, we do, and I'll tell you, it's sad because, you know, I, I feel like. It, well, I know when uh, I know some girls went and played tried out for that USA women's team. And I know some of the girls that made it, um, and and the girls that that I know that didn't make it are better than the girls that made it, but because they had played for the Divas or they had played for bigger name teams. They didn't even really have to try out, man. It was a politics deal. And that's sad because I, I'm gonna tell you, I know you haven't seen the Savages, but they got a really good quarterback. She got uh they got a really good wide receiver. She's got a terrible attitude, but she's a good player. And they got a really, really good running back I mean really, really good running back. I mean probably the one of the top three she's in the top three running backs in the league period and that being the capital city savages. She's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girl from the and I'm excluding anybody from my team as well. Uh, mm-hmm. and the girl from the uh, Hampton Road Lady Gators, she's, she's phenomenal, man. I I'm telling you, um she she's phenomenal. So I don't you know, not I don't even know that some of these girls cried out, but I do know personally hands on the girls that went to tryout on the USA women's team, and when all the coaches knew all the other girls that had played, you know, they didn't get a fair shake. And I, I don't like that, Terry. I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I feel like that if they called up me and, you and said, hey, I want y'all to, uh, I want y'all to go pick me out all these people. They come to try out. We shouldn't even know who they are. We shouldn't even care who they play for. We shouldn't be judging on them on what we need and what they can do. And uh, mm-hmm. I think if if our girls in our league had that opportunity, I think there's several of them that could represent on that USA women's team.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think we have we have plenty of talent in this league. And like I said, what you, you've interviewed a few of them. But if we put, I just like to see maybe one day we stack our league against their best, their best fifty against our best fifty, give each other, all, give each other about a couple of weeks to prepare. I'll, I guess we'll, I think we'll, I'll take my chances against USWFL against anybody.
2: Yeah, well, maybe you know, maybe someday it'll happen. I, you know, I, I always said this that uh, um, the team. You know, I, everybody is always saying, hey, uh, and don't get me wrong, Utah Falcons are great. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and last year, the Dallas League and the WFA, they were good. You know, mm-hmm. there it was talked that there was going to be uh, a game between them to decide who was going to, who was the best team. Hey, I think it should happen.
0: You know,
2: hey, you want to say you're the best? Let's see it. You know, if you're... If- team and and uh you you win a championship, hey go play the other best division three team. See who's the best, you know. Um mm-hmm. I I I'm telling you, I, I've seen I've seen you've seen it. I've seen it. These division three teams and division two teams and I'm telling you, um, we got some good ones right here. I I'm being serious that there's there's several, several players on all these teams that I believe, given a, a good opportunity, not no, you know, one of these right. politics deals. I, I don't like politics, you know. I, I want to pick the best players and, and see who can do the job. That's who I want. It don't matter to me who they play mm-hmm. for, or what team they're on. Um, no. Given that opportunity, I, I think we have a lot of talent right here in this league. And, you know, you're mm-hmm. right, we have a lot of a lot of good coaches right here in this league and that you know, that gets overlooked, um, a lot and uh, you know, we're not far away from uh picking um who I want to be the coaches for the all star teams. Um, you know, and uh so we're yeah we're we got some great things going on here um in the U S W F L and you know Terry as well as I do. Uh, it's gonna be a great Great fun process from here on through the playoffs. I think this week actually there may be one game, maybe two games on the 16th, but for the most part, uh, this weekend's uh, division play and stuff for everybody on the on the ninth. So you know we're mm-hmm. we're looking for some great things in this uh, in the league here.
1: Mhm. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I don't envy you having to figure out who's going to be these coaches. <laughs> but it's all psychology. it's it's a good but it's a, it's, a good, it's a good it's a good decision to make. You do you can't make a mistake with, with with this right here. You're not gonna have a hard time making a good decision. Right.
2: Well I'm, you're not, just, you're not, just, I'm you're
1: not, just not gonna be able to honor everybody. Well,
2: no, you know the thing is here here's what my goal is and I and I'm you know, you're the first one to be hearing it and everybody listening. My goal is, is this. I've got the two Organizations, their coaches. I've got the coaches that I want to be the head coaches in mind, and and uh, I actually asked one of them today. I haven't heard back. And you know, basically, what what we're gonna do is is this: I'm gonna ask this organiz- this coach, hey do you want to be the head coach, and then that organization, I'm gonna let their coaching staff uh, help them, and I'm gonna let one uh, take one coach. From each team that's on that side of the all stars uh go with them to be an assistant or whatever head coach or assistant coach whatever for the simple reason that they know what their players can do you know mm-hmm. for 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 instance if i if if I use uh the capital city savages coaches to coach the all star team, and I don't send any coach from your side then they don't have any idea what your players can do or they can play or anything else, you know? So mm-hmm. that that's the reason behind that. I'm going to let the one coach from every team um, help out the coaching staff that, you know, that we actually, that we actually pick. So, they want just, you know, these players, a lot of players, you know, last year we did the same thing and we didn't have, I, last year I told all the coaches they could come and help. And, I, and honestly, we didn't have anybody that, the Houston coaches, different Houston team, uh, they stayed over and helped. And my assistant coaches, that coached the the side that we played on. So, um, it, it is. It's you know. I'm sure everybody wants to do it, and some some people may not want to do it. But you know, to me, I I think it's a, a great honor to be chosen to coach these different players and and be able to use different talent that you might not have. You know, so uh, um, I think it, you know can be a um, a fun time for everybody.
1: Yeah, but you know what? It's, uh, like I said, <laughs> you' gonna have a tough decision either way because it might be one or two that doesn't get getting uh, you know, get picked. But you know, that's no disrespect to any of those great coaches that we got in this league. Hopefully, we won't be eligible because we'll be playing preparing for the championship. <laughs> that's that's the hope. What? You know what I mean? Hope.
2: Well, everybody. Well, do no, that don't. Have anything to do it like the prodigy coached one side last year and they they played won the championship because um you know most of these teams are going to be playing anyway and and a lot of these whole coaching staffs will not come so you know there's a possibility that it could be you know one of the one of the coaching staff from from these teams that you know do it because we're just you know what we did last year is we just um, you know, got together on uh Friday and uh sorta of seen who was on side and familiarizing with the coaches and uh then on Sunday morning we got together and and uh, did about a you know, an hour walkthrough and put people in place before we uh played this game and uh, and then we just had a good time. So it it'll be fine no matter who who's playing and on Saturday and who ain't. It's gonna be so, hey Terry, before you go, I got Miss Lynn Ellington. She's going to join us here and and talk about okay. some uh, things about uh, that happened and um, maybe the IWFL. She knows more about it than we do, and uh, we'll okay. we'll get her on here and talk. Miss Lynn, you go. Okay. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes. How are you doing?
0: Hey guys, how are you doing tonight? Wonderful.
2: Doing well. Okay, Miss uh, Lynn Ellington, we got uh, Mr. Terry McGriff. He's co-owner of the North Florida Pumas, and Ms. Ellington is co-owner of the Dallas league Have you on with us. Good,
0: Good to meet well, you. Well, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I'm i not sure that I know any more about the IWFL than you guys do. I actually, um, I, I was... Curious about this tournament because I, you know, obviously it blew up on social media today, and so I, I called in to the uh, Gridiron Beauties radio show to try and ask some questions, and um, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, you know, allow any questions, I guess. But um, from what I, I, I listened to the show for about forty minutes, and the answers that I got from it were that the four teams did send a letter to the IWFL that they are no longer in the IWFL. Um, Wow. And that they're holding holding a tournament. Go ahead. What
1: four teams are these again, just just so we can uh, have clarification?
0: Sure, sure. So it's the uh, Texas Spartans, the Seattle Majestics, the San Diego Surge, and the Utah Falcons. Mm Mm-hmm. Have all okay. left the IWFL today? Yes. So, so I, how, I had a many, couple questions that I wanted to ask ask them that I feel like all, everybody else should be asking, and they're questions that I don't think are getting asked about this whole switch up. So um, I don't know. It, it's interesting. What, what, I, I feel. What, go ahead. What questions were you going to ask them? I, I, I'm curious to know what the questions you wanted to ask them. Sure, sure. So, you know, I feel like, you know, this kind of change-up was done on a whim. Like, uh, I don't know that, you know, this, there's been any long-term thought process put into this um, tournament style and leaving the IWFL, making it so that there's more games that are forfeited. Um, and then it sounds like all four teams are in charge somehow. Um, but there was really no clarification of who was in charge and who wasn't in charge. Um, and so, you know, other questions that I'm sure other people have or other teams have is why, why the tournament style and why are these teams not going into the WFA? If they don't, if they're not happy with the IWFL, why are they not going to the WFA? Um, It's just, it's just, I have a lot of questions and I think that I would hope that other people in women's football would have similar questions.
1: Uh, Just from my face, if you allow me to say, from my experience, we had a, we had an unpleasant experience with the WFA and their business model with it. Um, On on Mm -hmm. top of that, they do have territorial rights and that's, supposedly have territorial rights for teams like Boundaries. There's all, teams can only come within 50 miles of another team. Outside, they have to be outside of and those types of things. But on top of that, it's just even if that's the case, depending on what the ownership wants to do, that, that, that rule could be voided when they want to. So my mm-hmm. problem that I have with the WFA is just an, it's an integrity thing as far as my, my past experience with it. Um, The one thing I can speak on is that um, we were going to join the IWFL last year, and then we, you know, we got the offer from the WFA, but we also had some issues that we had heard from some other owners that I won't divulge, but um, the the fact that the fact that we, that they were actually, the WFA had teams closer to us, and it was our first year was the reason we chose not to go to the IWFL, but it ends up being a blessing in disguise. We we found out why it was not good to be in the WFA. Sometimes bigger isn't always better. I would rather have quali- quality over quantity. And um, uh-huh. what, happened, what What I found out in this league, the one thing I like about the USWFL is, is the main focus on is having parity so, and, and, and supporting of the, the different teams so that everybody has a chance to be competitive and gives it gives their, their – their, their, I call them franchises, to give each franchise an opportunity to grow. It's kind of like an incubator. If you're a brand new franchise mm-hmm. like us, you don't want to go to a situation where everything seems to be stacked against you. You know, you got brand new teams, new players, and then you clan teams that you have no business playing in your first or second year. Secondly, when mm-hmm. you have disputes, there's no really clarification or there's no way that you'll get your dispute heard or, you know, it's just. Those are things that were really important to me because I take what we're doing seriously because especially Mm -hmm. being a man, being a man helping run a women's organization, it's an integrity standpoint. You know, where we grew up, I'm a high school football coach at heart, and a lot of times we've already known women are not given the fair equal opportunity to, to grow and develop and learn this sport as they should. And my whole thing is you should be in leagues that allow the teams and the players and the coaches to develop and get better. But you want them to be competitive. That's the only way you're going to get better. You don't want to beat a person down where they'll feel like they don't have a chance. It just demoralizes them. And that's one thing I mm-hmm. like about this, this league, and that's the one thing I did like about the other league. You know, they have a lot of mm-hmm. good teams over there, that, so, so to speak, and they got a lot of that, and that's probably one of the things that they do have a lot of teams. And, you know, the fact that you might have somebody closer to you, Doesn't mean you need to be playing them because right now with last year, there was no reason for us to have for us to be playing Atlanta. We were not prepared for Atlanta, and that's just Mm -hmm. especially when you're down to 14 teams. You know, you try to match teams up as best as you go, and the team should also try to even though we know you might have to travel a little bit, but you give yourself a chance for to be able to fundraise, do what you got to do to make Mm -hmm. the travels to make it to host your game. And that's the one thing I don't think there's nobody in this league can say that they didn't get, they weren't given an opportunity to prepare for each game, as far as financially and on and off mm-hmm. the field for their players.
0: So for you, so for and I think I'm in agreement with you on some of those points. I feel like um, there's not necessarily a need for a new league or a new tournament league or whatever. I think that there's a need to. Help the teams that already exist get better, as opposed to floundering around. So, and and without giving away too much stuff, right, right, uh, uh, right, Coach Johnson. Without giving away too much stuff, what what would you be looking for? What what are the things that you feel are lacking in women's football that you think we need more of? Do you think solidarity is the first?
1: The solidarity is the first thing. Okay, I, I live okay. by two rules, and if you go by the NFL, I have uh, fortunately I have some family members that played in the league. I have a I have a cousin that, that coaches Division One football in the SEC right now, and one of the things that you look at from all these, from the SEC, any all the NCAA divisions, all the all the professional sports leagues, NBA, NFL, it doesn't matter. They all work together. The only place you see those teams competing at. Is on the field when it's come when it's comes mm-hmm. to sharing information, resources. Right, they all work together. They do not compete against each other because if you don't, if you think about it, you're cutting off your nose to fight spite your face if you're trying to just not to help another, co- uh, another fellow team because you got to play mm-hmm. them and they they either got to come to you or you got to go to them and and I got in the whole thing God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you're gonna reap. You don't, want, you don't want to not be a good host to a team, and then you go somewhere if they're not a good host to you. You want to be able to right. make sure that teams coming to you actually show up because you got, you, you, mm-hmm. some, you invested time, resources, and your credibility in your, in your local community, I think, when you're trying to get fans and grow your fan base when you've got a team that doesn't show up. And if they do show up, they don't show up right, whether they have the wrong mm-hmm. type of uniform or they just not coach well I'm not, I'm not opposed to any kind of type of look, but what I am opposed to is people not coming and looking at coming to your event being professional, because we're, at the end of the day, we're all hosting events, and we have people, right. and I, we have people right now that are trying, we're trying to get them to love and fall in love with women playing football. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So We, we oh, definitely yeah. need everybody to be, that's why I go back to this word, solidarity. Everybody has to be Together, we all have to be on there. And I don't even care what league you in. You know what I mean? If you decide whatever league is the best fit for you, for me right now, and, and far I see it going on into the future, the USWFL is by far far as an owner and, and giving uh, a real true chance to develop your franchise, the USWFL is by far what I've seen the best. I'm not saying I, I'm just going from inside looking out. And so right, right, yeah. I don't know anything about any other league. I've actually seen some people in Guam play online. I don't know, but I know right. that the Johnsons do their best to try to make it as fair as possible. Is anybody perfect? No. But their heart is, but their heart is perfect. Their intent to do right mm. is perfect. You get what I'm saying. And that's what uh, you can, that's yeah. what you can work uh, on. And the thing about it is, yeah. as we've gone on, as I've talked to a few other owners in our league, in, in our league, everybody is trying to help each other. We've actually, you know, we've had a couple of disagreements, but guess what? We've actually talked with each other and worked them out. It hasn't been, well, I don't like you, I'm taking my ball and going home. No, you you, mm-hmm. sat down, you got on the phone, you hammered out whatever disagreements you may or may not have, and you moved on. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I liked about this week. I didn't like, well, I don't like you, I'm going to try to make sure that you're going no, going no, I don't like that, because what it goes back to is the being Bush league. You get what I'm saying? mm mm-hmm. And everybody needs the opportunity to be treated fairly.
0: Well, I'm glad I asked that question. I think, I think that all the owners that I think that all the owners want to answer that question. What, what do we need in women's football to fix these problems? And that's why I, that's why I was listening into the other show because I was curious about this tournament style and the teams leaving the league. And, you know, I, I don't know anything about the IWFL. I've called them several times. They won't answer my calls. Um mm-hmm. but you know the my concern with it is for example the teams that were still in the IWFL, right? The I, and mm-hmm. I don't know about I don't know about the Utah and the San Diego and the um, Majestics, but mm-hmm. my assumption is like all of all of the other teams is these teams sold season passes to to fans. They sold tickets to fans to upcoming games and these people are not getting to see these games so what how is it impacting our small fan base to now yeah. not have I, these games to play?
2: I so I'm say i I want I wanna I wanna throw something out there. You know, for for me, I and I've been wondering since I heard this news, what about the rest of these teams in the IWFL that was left? I mean, I I would like to know what they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Why is that somebody mm-hmm um fighting for them or out there trying to help them figure out how to play their game. What about all these girls on those teams that were were just left hanging, you know? What uh, I I feel I feel bad for for those girls, you know. Um you yeah. know you these teams, like you know, we talked about, charge these league fees uh, or team fees, and these girls work hard and fundraise, and you're supposed to play these games. And now all of a sudden, the main teams drop out, and you're not even going to have a lead. Uh, that's what. That's the question I'd like to have answered is is what about the, what these other teams supposed to do? That you know that right. we're supposedly still there. And I also mm-hmm. did hear since I talked to you earlier today. That this year is supposed to be the San Diego surge is last year.
0: That, yeah, there was a discussion on that other radio show, the Gridiron Beauties, that um, they were contemplating this being there last year, but with the tournament, they're not sure. And I mean, you'll you'll be able to listen to the recording after that. I, I wasn't, I didn't listen to it because I wanted to switch over and talk to you. Um, but yeah no i'm 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 really concerned about women's football. I love women's football. Um, I think that there needs to be um, I think that there's a lot of women's football teams struggling, and there are solutions to these problems. Um, and i i don't I don't say this to both at all, but um, I've owned women's football teams that have been profitable. Um, I've owned three teams at the same time in different locations that were all profitable at the same time. So it is possible for women's football to be successful, I promise. But it it takes a lot of these things working together, and I don't know that another league or another tournament is going to help women's football grow. Um, So that's a struggle for me um, because I think that – my focus is going to be on um, reaching out to some of these teams that are struggling and um, giving them tips and strategies to fix some of these problems. And I'll tell you, and I, I say that, But uh, I came on to the Dallas Elite. We came here late, you know, as co-owners because we were asked to by Maria Spencer. Um, So we came on late. So we weren't able to do all the things that we wanted to do or would have done because we would have done it on a, you know, a year-long calendar. So, you know, we got the surprise call to come out here and help,
1: um,
0: and we're doing that. We travel six hours here and six hours back. Uh, three days a week from Arkansas to Dallas, um, and, of course, that's very costly. We're willing to sacrifice that, but you're right. It is a business. It needs to be run like a business. Um, we finally, we just now got back all of our social media, um, so we, you know, we didn't have our social media for several months, um, so that really hurt us and it, had, it made an impact on the number of people that came to our games that bought our tickets and bought our merchandise. So we're kind of on the rebound of um, rebuilding that. So next year is going to be really huge for us, and I'm hoping to be able to reach out to some of these struggling teams, and rather than, you know, closing down, um, finding ways to make them more successful. And I, we talked a little bit about that this morning, about, you know, the difference in the tier system. And even though there's a tier system in some leagues, you're still having to play different tiers, so it doesn't really work out. But what if, what if we were able to get all these teams to have 40 or 50 players? We would solve wonderful. so many problems, right? So That's correct. Um, I'm Right? So I, and it would solve a lot of different problems. It would solve financial problems. It would solve uh, more people being in the stands. It would solve more people coming to practice, uh, being able to actually, you know, have a full practice because you have enough players to have a full offense and defense. I mean, it just, it makes so many different things. Now, I'm not going to tell you all the tricks and tips today, but uh, (laughs) um, I think that women's football rather than making tournaments and making new leagues, needs to focus on fixing the things for the struggling teams we already have. And I think we can do it.
2: Yeah, uh, I have no doubt that, that you're, you're on the right track, like we said today. Um, I, I firmly believe that. And, and actually, it was same as me and you talked today, uh Lynn is me and Terry have have had several conversations too and, and conjunction with some other teams of, of things that we can't give away yet either that, that our league right. has in store for for next year that's gonna be really, really big and and fun and you know, for because hey listen, I like that both of you know you Terry knows me, Miss Ellington you don't, but I mean, I'm a huge supporter of women's football. I mean, I know we own a team and we own that league, but every week that we had a bye week, we went somewhere different to a stadium no matter where it was to watch a team play. And, you know, over Memorial Day, we actually went to Florida, you know, and uh, watched, watched them host a great game down there. And, and I would dare say that most of these other league owners are not going to go out there and do this. And you know, we're a hands-on kind of league. Uh, I want to see things done right. You know, I'm one of those kind of people that I've always, you know, if you want things done right, you have to do it yourself. And then you get people to help. And, you know, everybody gets on the same page, and you can build something great just like any business. And that's the way we're treating it. And, you know, as with any business, it takes time to to get it going. You know, you've got to start at the bottom and work your way to top. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing here and, and you know, a little bit like I told you today, but you know, too without me and him uncovering what our plans are for right. you know, after the season. Uh we we really do have some good things gonna be happening that I think is gonna help women's football as a whole because like he said, look, we're we're all we're all in agreement here with one thing. We all love women's football. We all wanna see everybody have forty or fifty players, we all wanna see the playing field even. And we all want to have great teams, see the stands full, let the chips fall where they may. We're all in agreement with that, all three of us right here. Right. Um, you know, the, the different leagues maybe we're in disagreement with. And that's fine, you know, as long as we all disagree, agree to disagree or, or you know, know what we're uh, talking about and right. understand what we're talking about. That's the main thing. Right. And our goals, our okay. goals are the same. It's just how we're going to get there.
0: Well, I know uh, we're gonna get
1: there.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say I know we're gonna get there. I, I have no doubt that we that women's football can be and will be successful. I think it's really important that, you know, when when these leagues and when these teams are uh being created that uh everybody do their due diligence and make sure that the people that we're putting in place in women's football um, have those same positive uh, mottos and ethics um, to do business in women's football. Because you know this this constant splitting of teams and um, you know taking of property and changing leagues. I mean, it's it's crazy. It does not allow us to create a product or an industry that people want to watch. So um, I, I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. I love that your league, you know, is hands-on and is willing to go and connect with the teams. And we talked about that. You know, a lot of, a lot of people feel that there's, you know, this guidance that needs to be gotten. Um, and uh, I'll share a little bit about that in the coming weeks. But, um, you know, women's football, we can grow. And we can be successful, and it can be worth thousands or millions of dollars if people really want it to. But it won't happen if we're all on different pages.
1: I totally agree with you right now. And if you could talk to Coach John, he would not suit our own horn. From our first year to our (laughs) second year, we've we've come in tremendous strides. Not just as a football team, but as an organization, we have another team in our city. And our notoriety has been tremendous to the fact that we have we have people ordering products from us, calling us. We have we have um, good sponsorship levels. So the fact that we've been able to make flights to Houston, we're going to D.C. this weekend, and we've been able to basically handle all our responsibilities. Is it easy? No, you know, because it requires, just like you said, it requires a lot of work, and I'm blessed to have mm-hmm great partnership and ownership, a great coaching staff, and even more of the players understand what we're trying to do. And everybody sees the big picture and everybody's on mm-hmm. board with that. And if we can get that throughout women's football, that's when it will really, it will really take off because yeah. everybody can't be the captain of the ship we need the lieutenants, we need the the petty officers, we need the seamen, and everybody should understand that their role is important. Whether it's the most notable role or not, it's still an important role. And once we start getting people to understand that you don't have to be out front to be important and that everybody's going to work together Mm -hmm. and you can see the long term and big picture, then women's football will take off. And I have the feeling that if it's done that way, It'll surpass women's professional basketball because it's the number mm-hmm. one sport in the United States. It's probably right. one of the fastest growing sports. Period. You know what I mean? My mm-hmm. thing here in Jacksonville, when we talk to people, if you, you you you're missing the fastest growing sport in in in, in the world right now. If there are more people, more women joining playing tackle football than they are joining anything, including softball. And, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and um, flag football Women are really jumping right. this in droves Because you know what it does It helps women with self-esteem and empowerment Once they, they know that they got power in their bodies They know how to use that strength and that power It, it just makes their confidence grow And they grow as people And that's one thing mm-hmm. I love about this Because, you know, knowing Like my, my, my little story is that I, We try to help women that have been had bad situations my mom had a bad mm-hmm. situation, and if I had had this to help her, it really would have helped her as she as she went through that situation. And right. I see how yeah. some of these women has used the game of football, just like we teach the little boys to grow their character and their self-esteem and their self-awareness. And that's the one thing that women football will help. And that's why it's growing so good. Mm-hmm. We were out there practicing the day, and once you start showing these ladies. The different techniques and individuals, and they started to get it, and they started to understand it. You can see, literally see, the confidence come over them, and the, how they started mm-hmm. feeling more empowered. And if they, if mm-hmm. we got people, just don't have a, 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 a eye on the big picture. It's all about trying to be their little buddies or having their little clubs. They don't understand mm-hmm. what the power that they have in their hands, and that's the problem with us. With this, and I say us, no matter what league, that's the problem with us. They don't have enough people like you and me who see this as a business, who see this as as a tool and a resource to grow it and to become a million dollar industry. And your franchise Mm -hmm. is worth millions. Now, and I say franchises, I don't say teams. Franchises. Right,
0: right. I agree with you. I think, and I'm so glad to hear your story of the growth and the sponsorships and the players, you know, here at the Dallas Elite, we're, this is this is a rebuilding year for us. Um, you mm-hmm. know, like I said, we've owned teams before and we've had to build them up. You know, we've mm-hmm. never been in a situation where um, our social media has been taken, our equipment has been taken, our players have been taken. Um, you know, people are confused about, mm-hmm. Uh, whether our games are on Saturdays or on Sundays, because they, you know, because our logos on other people's websites, that that's one of the things that surprised me today with this tournament. I pull up the tournament press release, and um, our Dallas Elite E logo is on their press release. So I was confused as to why that's still happening. Um, so I guess we'll get to that, you know, later on, but.
1: Um, oh, oh, yeah, because I be heard eight. you were one of the teams that were doing this. And I'm like, the Dallas Elite? Okay.
0: No. <laughs> yeah, No, sir. No, we are not doing it. And that's what – there. there's just been this constant confusion um, because of the business practices. Our logo is on their, uh If you look at the top of the page, uh, it has the <laughs> Texas Spartans logo, and then it has our logo on their forehead of their Spartan. So – It just keeps causing confusion. So we are – it's interesting. We were in a state of growth, right, and then they won the championship and all that stuff. But we are back starting at the beginning and rebuilding. Um, So it's great to hear that you are still growing, and it shows that positivity in women's football, that um, women's football is still growing. We're going to get up. We're going to dust ourselves off. Um, We're still playing our games. we still got players that love to play football, and um, I agree with you. Women's football is like the ultimate sport of women's empowerment Um, because you can be any size, uh, you can come from any background, you can do any job, you can come on the field and work together as one, Um, and you can go and fight for one goal, um, and that's to beat the opponent. Um, So um, women's football is growing, and we'll get back there. But um, we, you know, there's trials and tribulations in all different teams in different areas. But um, I would love to be able to help people get – I'd love all the teams to have 40 or 50 players next year. Um, Mm. I would love it. And I would love for there to be 90 teams in the U.S. I'd like for there to be teams in these spots to – connect different areas so that the travel is not so expensive for everybody but mm-hmm. um yeah i don't that's that's a hard task to do i don't know if it's going to be possible but um it, i guess we do possible. one thing at a time right <laughs> it
1: is the, the the like i said the, the first thing we need to do is to get the proper leadership at at all these franchises you got to get people who are going to take what they're doing seriously because they, a lot of people are not taking it seriously. You have a lot of people's lives at stake. They're, 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 I mean, I really look at it there. When, when we're doing this, somebody's life is at stake, not literally like life and death, but the way that they, because they're going to rearrange their life in order to play or to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. They're going to change work schedules at some point during, the, during that year. They're going to be changing things that they normally would be doing with their families in order to attend practices and events and make phone calls and do whatever to make the franchise profitable and operational. And that Mm -hmm. takes that takes serious people to do with. And if you got some people who are not serious, it just hurts everybody as a whole because like I said, if you got an event which I call each game an event, you got an event
0: schedule
1: and then that team doesn't show up, that doesn't make them look bad because nobody's there to see them. That makes you look bad because they came to see you. They didn't come to see them right. most likely. They came to see you, and you were there. You were the other team were their generals to your Globetrotters. You get what I'm right. saying? When, when the generals mm-hmm. don't show up to the Globetrotters game, there's no game. Right. That's okay. right. And so we've got to have people that's going to take it serious, and we got to be able to help teams. You know what I mean? Hey, do you mm-hmm. got this? What yep. do you need here? Did you do this? Can we help you with this? And sometimes it takes people to come in and consult with you, be a consultant, and it takes the owners of those different franchises being, being open-minded to help having people help them. you get right. what I'm saying? I so, agree.
2: So, so, Ms. Ellington, did you ever get through on that show to ask them any questions?
0: Uh, no, they never would take my call.
1: Wow. Wow. Huh.
0: Yeah, do, they have a social media, do they have a social
1: media spot where you could just kind of post a question to it? Are they on
0: Facebook or something like
1: that?
2: I just got a, uh, uh, an email here saying that somebody uh, you told them what a great idea it was. Yeah. Wow. That's the stuff I'm talking what is, about what right What did the now. email say? Said that somebody, they thought it was you, said that uh, you, that it was a great idea or something. That's why I didn't think it was
0: you. Yeah, no, well, but, I, I will, um, you know, obviously for legal reasons, there's not a lot that uh-huh. I can say, but um, uh-huh. I would never say that this tournament is a good idea, and uh-huh. I, there are people I would not do business with. Um, so I think it's very important for everybody to do their own due diligence about who they're mm-hmm. doing business with, and um, yeah. I wish them all the best. But it's not my it's not my responsibility to make sure everybody um, knows what they're doing. Um, but with that being said, if there are if there are teams out there that are struggling and have questions, my my phone number you can call it. It's everywhere four seven nine seven four seven three six nine three. You know, I am not the best team owner, um, but I've been successful at it there's there's a There's probably ten or twelve team owners that have been successful for a long period of time um, that do amazing things every year. So it is possible. Um, but if somebody's struggling and they're just not sure what to do with something. I will answer their
2: questions. I have no problem with that. But, um, well, what, yeah. Well, I, yeah. you know, I appreciate you sharing that information because, um, I mean, it's just like we talked today, and, and I talked to Terry a lot about it. Uh, you know, a lot of these teams do struggle, and, and he knows what kind of area we live in. I mean, it's a great area, but it's a small market, and these men, semi pro teams, have run it for. People like ourselves trying to get sponsors and local uh people involved mm-hmm. in it you know so it's yep. it's a bad um uh, it's a bad situation and uh, that's right. uh, uh you know it don't have to be, and I wish you know I hope that every team uh, can uh, benefit by your information and helping them if that you know is what they is that's the road they desire. So I believe you can do a lot of good
1: for them.
0: Well, if, I appreciate would, it. And if you would hit,
1: go ahead. hit me up. If you would message me on Facebook, and we'll get together and we'll we'll talk and and like I, like with Coach. Anything that we can do to help one another is what I'm looking for. I don't have an ego in this thing. My ego is building my franchise and building women's sports. Because if I build up women's football, it's going to build my franchise up. And my girls are going to profit from it. And, you know, my city is okay. going to profit from it. My whole North Florida area. That's the reason we came up with the name North Florida. It was not just for the people of Jacksonville, but it was for the people of all the surrounding counties in North Florida. If here, I know you probably heard about the Jaguars well. Jaguars, the Jaguars. The slogan here is Duval. It's, but it's not meant for just Jacksonville. It means that's the phrase for the whole area. It's Duval in anything, any, all the surrounding counties. So that's why you know that's what we call it, the North Florida. So we want everybody in the area to enjoy women's football because it's really fun to watch. And if you get a chance right. to watch it, everybody enjoys it. But we gotta have serious people that wanna work with each other to make it better. And then as we get along, maybe we can so, can make it into one big league if it works that way. If not, it will be in the separate leagues that they are right now. But the whole thing is let's start with the first small step of getting everybody on the same page about taking this game seriously. Uh-huh. And then I we can start going from there. And I don't care what league you are in, if you're really serious about doing it, I I I'm willing to help you And I don't know everything, but and I'm also willing to learn. So if somebody's got ideas, you know, I'm willing to I'm willing to learn and listen because I don't have an ego in it.
0: Right. I got you. Oh yeah, I will definitely um facebook you and um we can connect and talk about things and I, like I said, I'm willing to talk to anybody because um if if you are able to bring Four hundred extra people to your game, and I'm able to bring four hundred extra people to my game. it doesn't hurt either one of us to have no. that information so um it's a win win situation because if I go to your game and there's twelve people and you come to my game and there's thirty five people um it's never going to get big it's nobody's ever going to take it seriously
1: no no so, i mean we, you know, if you look at people, us we have yeah. we have we have a quite a view of it. we have Probably there's about we get at least eight hundred to thousand views on our games every week, even on the replays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we we try to do our best to make it as as, 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 as entertaining as possible, and I think right, it's just right. going to grow from there.
0: Well, Coach, I really appreciate word? you guys having me on the show. I
2: don't.
0: Yes. I yes, think we're over time, aren't we? <laughs>
2: no, we ain't, we ain't over time. But, hey, I, I appreciate you coming on. And any uh, anytime you want to, just give us a call. You know the number. Uh, and if you hear anything about the rest of those teams in the IWFL or whatever, please feel free to let us know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I honestly not sure. Um, I know I think the Tulsa threat are still in the IWFL. Um, they used to be the the Tulsa Eagles, I when I owned them. Um, but they changed their name so I'm not sure who they're playing. I think that if I think you can still go on the IWFL website and see the schedule. There's still a couple more games to be played and then I would guess there's gonna be some sort of playoff and championship of usually it's down in uh what is that, Round Rock, Texas. Um
2: but
0: yeah, it's actually awesome where it's going to be, I believe. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I'm obviously yeah. not the expert on the IWFL or any, by any means, so it's probably if they updated their website, they may have updated that information as well. So, um, but other than that, you know, let's let's do something good for women's football and uh, make some positive impact this next uh, 365 days.
2: Yeah, that's right. Well, we and Terry, we're for sure we're working on uh, a couple really good things uh, after the season's over here in the USWFL. Well, don't tell me. no, I'm not, and, I, and it's just, and it's not just for our league. It's for women's football in general, you know. And that's the, like I said, that's the main thing we all three agree on here, is we're all in it for the the sport, and and naturally, if it was just about one league, I wouldn't have team and coaches and owners from other leagues coming on. So naturally, right, uh, right. we're all in it for the same reason.
0: Yep. Well, like I said, I think I think by next year we can have 90 teams, strong, good teams, but it'll take work. So um, we'll see how it goes. That's my goal.
2: Okay. Well, Mr. Ellington, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, uh, good luck to you all the rest of the way, and uh, maybe you'll uh, have some luck and get it done again.
0: Okay, well I appreciate it. Well, no matter what, I'll be I'll be in Atlanta on uh, July 29th through the 31st. So you guys are welcome oh, okay. to come there too. <laughs> okay, okay man,
2: Well, we we appreciate it. You have a good night.
0: Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye bye.
2: Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right, folks, that was uh, Miss Lynn Ellington, co-owner of the Dallas League. Uh, she got some good ideas, and uh, I know you'd like her, Terry. That's why I told her when she called in to let her on there and, we'd, and be able to join in the discussion. Um, I actually had a long conversation with her today about a lot of things, and uh she, she for sure has the best interest of women's football at heart, and uh, has some great ideas. I mean, I hope for for everybody's sake, women's football that they work and and she can help everybody out, you know. And and just like man, mm-hmm. you said a million times, and you said it here earlier, we need more people on board like that that's willing to help, even though she owns a. Part of a great organization. She's willing to help other people, you know. And it's the same thing, honestly, that I've heard you and Jordy both say: is Hey, any of these other teams need help or anything? Tell them we're willing to help them in any kind of way. And and mm-hmm. that is exactly what we need in this sport. Where you know mm-hmm. we're not getting it from everybody.
1: Right. And and that if there is if there is any subtraction that needs to be going on, if that's what Let's get rid of the people who is in it for themselves. You know what I mean? I mean, you guys didn't have to buy this league. You could have just let it fold up and die and tried to find someone else to play. But you took you took, you took, took the bull by the horns, took it over, put some work into it, and then you got people, you got us in here Because if you wouldn't have did that, we'd probably have been in that IWFL situation right now. So I appreciate you. That makes me even thank you guys even more. Because, you know, we'd really be in a pickle if you had this type of situation happen to us. And after, after last year's situation, all I need is stability. You know what I mean? I just want to have some stability and get, get these things going so all the teams can benefit. You know, and, but we need, like I said again, we need serious people doing this, serious about making the sport better and not being selfish thinking it's all about you. You know what I mean? If you do it right, the money will come. You'll win championships sooner or later. You'll win games. That's just a byproduct of doing the things the right way just like how your league is doing right now, because you're doing it the right way. And that's all that anybody can ask.
2: Right. You know, you said it best today is, you know, winning, you know, uh, about the cake and uh, and the ice and things. You know, people, a lot of people don't understand that.
1: Right. And that's why they shouldn't be doing this. (laughs) You know, maybe they should just stick to, Oh, maybe volunteering at something else, but you know, when this thing is, you got to take it seriously, like a business. And like I said, you know, you you got people's lives and their time at, at stake. You got to take that seriously. You got to honor what their commitment is to your organization and do it the right way. If they're working one hour, you need to be working two.
2: Yeah, oh, I agree, man. Yeah, I agree. That's the that's the thing that um, you know people don't understand and. And you know, it's like you, I mean, shoot, I, you know the miles I put on, and we even talked about, mm-hmm. you know, you said, shoot, after I come to Bristol, I have to tell you, it took me two days to recoup. recoup and, mm-hmm. you know, we drive around everywhere. And then, you know, on our off weeks, it, it would have been, you know what, it would have been easy to say, hey, let's just stay home and, and rest. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. a lot of people would have did that. But you know what? Right. Hey, I jumped in the truck and, and here I came. And that's and that, to me because I feel like that is is our duty. I feel like mm-hmm. that the rest of the teams and, you know, the league and the games that we can get to, I feel like they deserve that. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like they deserve to know that we're going to do everything we can go the extra mile to to help them out. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's why, Hey, the last thing I wanna do is have to drive an extra eleven hundred or twelve hundred miles <laughs> to out yeah. of the way when I do it every day. But hey, that's what you have to do. You know, it goes back to saying they're gonna do an hour, you gotta do it two hours. And mm-hmm. and you know, I pride my I've always prided myself on outworking everybody else. You know, I've I've mm-hmm. always had to um work hard for everything I've ever earned or ever had in this world. I've had to work hard for it, and, uh, you know, I'm not above uh, – still not above it. And, uh, you know, if you want want something, that's what you do. You go to working hard and you go get it. Anything's possible.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, and, it, 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 and I got to tell you, when you came down here, I really, and our whole team really appreciated it. You could tell – that it was sincere that you came down here. Everybody was happy to know that, that that our owner came, and that's why I wanted to make sure that we honored you for coming down. We, we wanted to make sure when we put that we got you on the broadcast that, you, that uh, so everybody knows. Hey, we got good leadership over here. I don't know about anybody else's league. I ain't got time to be knocking somebody else's league. Only thing I know is I had a bad situation. Now I'm in a, in a wonderful situation. And anybody who's looking for a wonderful situation, I don't know if you'll get along with this league, but right now I do, and I see it as a good league, a good a good place for you to develop and grow your team. You know, if you don't like it, you know, that's your decision. But right now, hey, it's smelling like roses for me.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that you know, and that's the thing. It's just like I told, uh, uh, you know, the uh, – uh, the elegant woman earlier, and uh, is that everybody has to um, do what they think is best for their team. You know what I mean. And you can only know as a team owner, you can only know what's best for your team. And I'm I'm not trying to um, you know tell anybody we have the best league in the world because. If you do it by numbers and you do it by the power of teams and all that, I think people know who the best teams are or whatever. But if you do it by working hard, I promise you, there's nobody going to outwork me and, me and Jennifer in this league uh, to do the things that uh, we want to see done right, you know. And and that's all we know. You know, and that's all I can promise you, and that's all I can, you know, when I had talked to you, I talked, we talked to Jordy. Uh, before, and, you know, that's what we told her. And I think she was skeptical a little bit because the situation y'all had, had over there where you were and, and everybody, you know, everybody self pitch probably sounds the same. And until you knew us, until you knew that, hey, we're going to do what we say we're going to do. You know, I feel like I want you to believe my, that our word is gold. And and we're mm-hmm. gonna do everything in our power, good or bad, whether it benefits you or whether it don't. We're gonna do everything in our power
1: to make good on that. Mhm. I and I think that's all anybody could ask for. I don't know what the lady was gonna do or what she's got planned. I hope it works out well. I hope it's a benefit. But right now, um ain't nothing nobody can tell me that 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 could beat our lead right now. I mean you don't have to worry about getting scheduled games where you're going to get your head handed to you every week. You know what I mean? Even if we hadn't developed our team right now. We had time right now. We had, you know, because we didn't, we weren't that, we weren't, we we're still not a finished product as a team, but we didn't know how good we were going to be until we got a chance to play somebody that was going to give us a, a fair test. You know what I mean? They didn't. Y'all didn't stack the deck against us. Y'all came out and y'all gave us a good game. And we had to start... <laughs> We literally had to start from behind with you guys. You came and scored on the first play on us. So those girls were tested right from the beginning. But you know what? There wasn't y'all didn't y'all didn't get refs to, to make sure that we didn't lo- lo- win, win the game to make sure that we lost the game. Y'all gave us a good fair game. It worked out good. We ended up going in the overtime. And our season has gotten done nothing but gotten better since. And everybody else in our league, you know, has seemed like they should know that they've had a, at least a fair opportunity to play. Had some ups and some downs, but it been a far more ups than it were downs.
2: Right. Well, that was one thing that I touched on earlier in the show before you came home was this ref situation, and you know I'm glad you brought that up. And you know you yourself, you, I was at your game, and you know you you were hollering at your own refs up there because you know you thought that uh, they weren't calling uh, things like they should, and and. And that's, to me, that's what it should be. There shouldn't be any uh, any home cooking with these refs, you know. That's the one thing that I like about NFL is they don't, uh, you know, where the refs are paid for the NFL, you uh, mm-hmm. don't get that. And you know what? At some point in time, when we get this thing where we need to be, maybe it's the situation where, you know, uh, you know, the league can't have have its own refs and, and send them around to uh different mm-hmm. games and stuff, you know. And and stop this stuff because it's nonsense for one team to benefit uh home games by having refs that are so terrible. And uh, I, I'm mm-hmm. not for that at all. And I I'll just tell you I I'm still mad about it, and like I said earlier, anybody that wants to see the dang film, I'm going to send it to them because uh, you don't have to take my word for it. You can watch it, and uh, nobody, nobody deserves that, and these ladies sure don't deserve it. You know, it's just another hurdle that they have to cross because, they can't get a fair shake. You know what I'm saying? And and that's not right, Terry. That, you know, that's the one thing that you touched on, the selling can touched on, I touched on is is the fairness and parity and, and wanting everybody to have the same opportunity. hmm
1: I agree with you. And I'm wondering exactly what was the issues over there that they had to see that they were going to break off, because those are... As far as my understanding, those are pretty good teams and organizations over there. I've seen the Majestics and Utah play online, and they look like they had their stuff together. So I don't know what it is about the IWFL that, that caused that that breakup there. And uh, like I said, that where she said she called, and other people said that they called, and they haven't been able to uh, you know, get them on the phone. That's, that definitely ain't with the USWFL. <laughs> they call you. They're going to get you.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. right, right. <laughs> they might not wish they'd get me sometimes because they they don't want to hear the truth, you know what I mean? And that's what they're going to get, and good, bad, or otherwise. And uh, that's that's the only way I know. And I, I firmly believe now, you know, and I'll guarantee this, you asked Jordy before the season started, she was probably skeptical. She was probably thinking all this. But you asked her now, and, you know, even though we had those, uh, you know, we had that conference call and, and things didn't go anybody's way. We just worked it out. Nobody was in favor. Everybody said what mm-hmm. they had to say, and we worked it out. Mm-hmm. And I'll guarantee you that she probably took the blunt into that whole conversation from everybody, And but I'll guarantee you she's feeling better about uh, the y'all situation in this league than ever before. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, sometimes, uh, uh, sometimes a disagreement is a good thing because then you clear the air and you find out what's really going on and then you get a chance to fix it. But if you got people just talking behind each other's back and nobody has a, picks up the phone and say, hey, I don't like what you said or like what you did, and everybody knows, and you may not even know why that person, because it might be something that you didn't even know you did to did, might been right or wrong, and the person, oh, okay, well then it wasn't that bad. Oh, I didn't realize that that did that. And then you fix it and then it's over with. You know what I mean? The, you know, yeah. I, I yeah. I just don't want like all that, that foolishness.
2: Right. It's like that tough love situation, you know. I feel like that you you should be able to call me and say, Hey, you know what, Dave, I heard you say this and I'm not happy with that and I should be able to tell you why I said it and and whether we agree or we disagree. We both said our piece, and we're going to agree to disagree or agree on it, we're going to go on. It's not going to hinder our relationship or the way we feel about our organizations or each other. And I think that's what the problem is mainly here in women's football is is everybody – Pardon my friends, wants to get in a pissing contest, and it's not. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. not. It's it's. You know, we need to be on the same page, and naturally, everything's not going to go my way. Everything's not going to go your way. Everything's not going to go down for Jordy. All that. We we got to find the common ground, and just because I make a statement or you make a statement, don't mean that I like you left or you like you know what I'm saying? It it's we mm-hmm. got to be grown ups about this. We got to figure it out and, and like you said, it don't matter what league you're in, you know, I've had mm-hmm. this one Miss Ellington's husband, he's a coach for the Dallas League. I've had him on my show twice. I mm-hmm. care less, you know, it's about women's football. They want to promote their team and, and show and hey, I'm for it, you know, so let's let's do it. That that we grow as one. And today by by them dropping out of the league and leaving a league in a bad situation, it hurts women's football in general. And I don't know any of the details that's going on, just by what people said and and read. And uh, all I can say is this, they might end up having a great crowd up there. It may end up being a great situation for those four teams. But right now, at this particular moment, it is it. It's not a good thing for women's football. I, I can assure you of that.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you, and I hope they. Uh, I hope they get this thing sorted out. I don't. You know. I don't know. That was that's that's just kind of like a bombshell. I'm still kind of digesting it, but you know, I'm feeling right now. I feel kind of bad for the other teams in the league. Hopefully, hopefully they'll get this thing sorted out. You know, hey, being selfish. I hope the ones that that are not happy come over to us, and you know we can work it out and get make it better for the teams in our league for us traveling and competition and stuff like that. And hopefully, you know it'll help our league go. Oh, I'm just gonna say that as a selfish we reason, not because I think that we should take some teams from another league, but I know what I know what they'll get over here. They'll get a chance over here. I don't know what. The, obviously, something ain't right going on with the IWFL because you got four of your best franchises decided that they done with you. So. We'll find out. Maybe my story is wrong. We don't have enough information, but we'll see as we go forward.
2: Yeah, that's right. Well, Mr. Terry, I appreciate you joining us. We've out all time. Uh, we'll, we'll for sure talk again on here. Uh, hey, I wish you guys the best of luck going against the champs this week. Uh, we know what they got, and uh, we know what they're capable of. And uh, you guys have definitely gotten better, um, worked harder, and uh, hey, I'm wishing you all the luck in the world, man. All right.
1: Thank you. You guys have a good evening.
2: All right. All right, here we go with Mr. Terry McGriff of the co owner of the North Florida Pumas. Um, we've had some great conversation on here tonight. Um, you know, it it's amazing that people people don't understand, um, you know, you don't have to be on the same exact team um the same league to have the same values and uh, get along and want to do the same things and that that's a great thing tonight I mean we had different views and different opinions, but the main thing is we agreed that the you know women's football is the main task at hand, and I think that's a a great thing for us all and uh so maybe, maybe you know, there's strength in numbers. I, I know that. And uh, I know one person can't do it all. I say that all the time. And I think we're gaining ground. We just need, you know, uh, better more serious people in uh, certain situations. So uh, uh, Thanks for both of them coming on tonight and talking and um, giving us some input from different teams, different perspectives. Uh, Both great organizations. Uh, I I know more about the Pumas because they're in our league and I've been around them more, Uh, but I'm I'm sure the Dallas league is in great hands from uh, the way that this uh, lady talks and her husband. I've talked to him several times, and I uh, have no doubt that they'll get back to uh, where they wanted. Um, the USWFL is, is uh, just about to wrap up. We actually have three games this week before I get off the hour here. The um, North Florida Pumas are traveling to Washington, D.C. to play the Washington Prodigy. The Capital City Savages are traveling to Detroit to play the Detroit Pride and the Fayetteville Pierce are uh, traveling to the uh, Tri-Cities to play the Tri-Cities Thunder. All those have playoff implications, uh, playoff seating, the state, uh, they're going to be great games. So uh, if you get an opportunity, uh, check those out. I'm sure at least one, maybe two of them are going to be live streamed. Uh, maybe you can get on there and watch uh, some of these teams play. So uh, I really appreciate everybody listening in tonight. And uh, maybe next week we'll have some uh, uh, other guests on, get some more input Uh till next Tuesday. Uh, we'll see you then.